This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Have you ever wondered what it's like to bite into nerds' gummy clusters? They're fruity. They're tangy. They're gummy. And they're crunchy. Nerds Gummy Clusters, a union of fruity sweet gummy and tangy crunchy nerds. Unleash your senses. Shop now at nerdscandy.com. Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor, and of course, the lovely Caroline Frost. Hello. Who you will uh, be able to see in this week's edition of Radio Times and going forward because she is our new resident TV critic. Yay. I'm not sure if critic is the right word, not to be critical. Columnist, Columnist muser, pontificator. <laughs> I'm sure that readers will have their own word to describe me after a few weeks. But yes, very happy to be here in that guise. Yes, Thank so you. it's called Smart TV, isn't it? Because it's some kind of extension of your musings here. Yes, we're, we're married to uh, the column, the podcast and the... And the, the column. So, the pod- you know, yes. you can, listeners, you can go after this and read more of Caroline's thoughts. <laughs> Who wouldn't want more of Because you? you won't have had enough. <laughs> I know. I know how it is. Anyway, let's press on. Right. So this week we've got some dramas. We've got documentary and a nice comedy returning. So, Caroline, let's kick off with dramas for this week. Okay, so um, this week's Radio Times has a pretty packed six-page drama autumn preview and I picked the lead item because I just think it's got the biggest quality and fortunately it starts this week. It's The Woman in the Wall, Ruth Wilson stars, everyone knows Ruth Wilson, Luther, Mrs. Wilson, The Affair. I mean, she oozes intelligence. You can tell her commitment is on the screen. She's also the exec producer. This project means a lot to her. I interviewed her for this piece. It's about the Magdalene Laundries debacle scandal. Notorious story of what went on in Ireland, not just uh, recently, although we've just recently heard about them, but for the last 200 years. So the background to the story is people can go and do some proper research, but we know that mostly Roman Catholic orders ran these institutions where inverted commas, I hope you're hearing my bunny marks, 
fallen women were housed and made to work for free and their babies were often taken away from them at birth. I mean, it's a horrendous story. It happened on a massive scale. Sinead O'Connor was somebody who spoke up about this in the 1990s. She said she was put in one of these places for a few months for being a problem child at the age of 14. Other people have come forward. I mean, it's it's a horrendous sat scandal. The Irish leaders have apologised and there's a huge compensation fund. So that's going on in real life. And Ruth Wilson has brought this story to screen because she says just to hopefully make sure something like this never happens again. It's incredibly dramatic. It's part detective procedural. It's part gothic horror. And obviously, it's also part brutal history as well. Another friendly, nice face in it is Daryl McCormack. People yeah, will know him sisters. from... Go on. Yeah, Bad Sisters, There isn't we he? go. Um, he plays the detective. He's also Irish, as I found out when I interviewed yeah. him. <laughs> Perhaps should have done some homework. And he's great in it as well. So lots to recommend it, as well as being an important real-life story. Where can we catch that, Caroline? Sunday and Monday at 9pm on BBC One. What we call on this podcast, the flagship slot. Yes, yes. exactly. Great. So what have you got? Now we've got something a little bit more Oh, is familiar? it me again? Okay. Yes. Well, from the sublime, mm, shall I say ridiculous? That's harsh. Because this is a Midsummer Murders. Why haven't we spoken about Midsummer Murders before? Don't know. 22 seasons in. If it ain't broke... If it ain't broke, let's get a really famous primetime daytime TV host to break the fourth (laughs) wall and just remind us that we're not in the fictional world of Midsummer. In this instance, we have Holly Willoughby. Yes, that Holly Willoughby. Uh, What happened was way back when she mused. I mean, this is what happens if you're really rich and really famous. You just say to people, oh... Oh, that, you know, that award-winning, genre-defining, era-defining drama procedural. I'd like to be in it. And they write you a role. She's not in it that much, but she's in it enough to completely disrupt the pretense that this is a fictional world. And frankly, I'm not a fan of what I'm going to call stunt casting. However, public service memo to the world. If you like Midsummer Murders, you probably, hmm, I hope that you'll feel the same as me about this. I don't think it's good for the show, but perhaps it's good for Holly. Anyway, Midsummer Murders, 8pm ITV, also on Sunday. Yeah, and let us know what you think, viewers, if you do watch it. What do you think? Write in at podcast at radiotimes.com. Now, I'm so excited to talk about this next programme. It's David Hockney, A Celebration. It's over two evenings. It's Mm. Monday and Tuesday, Sky Art, starting at 9pm on both evenings. I really wanted to talk about this because I am in love with the cover of this week's Radio Times. If you haven't seen it, go and get your copy from whatever supermarket is closest. It is stunning. I think it's the most beautiful cover we've ever done. Can I ask you, are other listings available? No, (laughs) only Radio Times. (laughs) Only Radio Times. Um, So, um, This two-day celebration kicks off Monday night with a 90-minute conversation with Melvin Bragg. And you've got Hockney kind of reflecting on his life and work. There are contributions from family and friends. And then it's followed by this film shot in Normandy, which is showing afterwards at 10.30pm, in which Hockney has allowed for the first time ever a crew to come and catch him at work in his French studio. And what ensues is this very interesting conversation about influence, inspiration and as well as his plans as we're all very happy to hear to keep on painting why has he taken so long to let people in i'm not sure i think one of the things that they speak about is um 
how he wanted to be. He didn't feel like America had this defining uh, painter mm-hmm. and how he felt that he could, when he first um, went over there, he could take on that role. And then there's also a bit about how Britain hasn't really claimed him as much as we should have. Okay. And I wonder if there's something in that. I wonder if there's something in perhaps the lack of somewhat appreciation mm. for us to kind of envelop him and have him as our own and I wonder if if maybe that's part of it I also wonder if you know if sexuality comes into it if there's a privacy there or also if he feels maybe he exposes enough through his art mm-hmm. I don't know it's one of those interesting questions isn't it because mm. you do think it's so nice when he sits down with Melvin who you know they've known each other for yeah. years and years and they're both such a representation of that kind of era of northerners who came through and really um, showed this like real richness of culture in Britain and then on the Tuesday there's this kind of 50 years in film program which is at 9pm again on Sky Art which is all shown through archive footage and what's really nice is it moves through his career from kind of the streets of 1950s Bradford and then we see you know the really nice and famous swimming pool painting in Los Angeles then we go from Paris to Tate Britain and then to the farmhouse in Normandy and I just think it's a really nice insight into his life and I think this is what Sky Arts is so good at doing and I think also what Melvin Bragg does um, so did this is the did. last one yes and they've not called it part of the South Bank show which is unusual but fine but actually it leads me on very nicely to my radio recommendation as a listener uh, wrote in asking for more radio recommendations this cultural life which is on saturday 7 15 p.m on radio 4 delves into everything melvin bragg so we've got him speaking about his broadcasting career which has lasted nearly 50 years it's one of the best episodes i've listened to it's about mental health difficulties working class cumbrian childhood his tragic first marriage early days at the bbc it's a really really nice complimentary episode to david hockney a celebration on sky arts so that's a big chunk of this week's watching and very serious as well so take me to something okay a little bit lighter i don't know if it's lighter i mean it's another great artistic cultural cornerstone it's madonna it's Madonna has hit 6-5 and BBC are quite rightly celebrating her in all her forms they're having Madonna night well it's a bit she's sharing it I'm not sure this is right I'm not sure Madonna would approve of this because she's sharing BBC Two's music night with Shania Twain I mean, another another great, long-lasting star of the show let's see I'm, I'm more interested in Madonna because I mean, I grew up with her. We've it's, it's 40 years now. It's every iteration. There are two shows. There's Madonna at the BBC, which will just be archive montages, very revealing interviews. But she became so much more sophisticated very quickly. She was always punchy, provocative. She knew how to sort of test her interrogators. People like Jonathan Ross were always left slightly blushy. But she's become, I think, more thoughtful as hopefully we all have Kellyanne as we've grown and evolved and what you have is a remarkable catalogue of somebody who's navigated the changing waters of celebrity Mm. music the whole sort of military industrial complex that is entertainment and she's last man standing I mean I would love to ask her when you think of those great superstars we've talked about this before of the 80s George Michael Prince Michael Jackson Whitney Houston Madonna She's last woman standing. And Mm. what was it that meant that she 
lasted the course when so many others flew too near the sun and fell by the wayside. So we also get the Madonna Rebel Heart Tour, which is, I believe, around the sort of 2015, 2016 mark. I mean, a woman, I would say, still at the peak of her powers, but that sounds a little bit patronising because she evolves and changes. So uh, a will of the wisp. That's Madonna Night, BBC Two, on Saturday night. This week's comedy is Starstruck on BBC Three. It's on Monday at 10pm. This is the comedy that Rose Matafeo has given us. She stars as Jessie, who in series one has a one night stand with a man named Tom who turns out to be this very A-list celebrity. He's played by Nikesh Patel. We're now in the third series of Starstruck. So the first series is very much rose-tinted, romance at its finest. The second series is looking at what happens after that happily ever after and the third series is now much more of an exploration of what happens in your mid-30s when you've fallen out of love with someone and they are still somewhat in your lives? How do you cope with the aftermath of love? Something you could look forward to, my dear. <laughs> so Ghosts of Christmas future. <laughs> and if you'd like to hear more from Rose herself, she is on this week's episode of the Radio Times podcast. So that's Starstruck, BBC Three, 10pm on Monday. OK, one more from me from the archive. We had the very sad news last week of the death at 88 of Michael Parkinson. This happened just as we were going to press on Thursday. So fortunately, we were able to introduce a tribute page to the Radio Times. We spoke to Michael Grade, who talked about why he thought Parkinson was just so special I guess two things is that he was a down-to-earth northern Yorkshireman journalist who brought his journalist's need for a good story, his curiosity, his notebook full of questions into his stellar pioneering TV talk show career. And the other thing was that he presided over an era when fame and talent were very different from celebrity. So, of course... The chairs were full of extraordinary people that we weren't used to seeing, the likes of David Niven, Lauren Bacall, Orson Welles, everybody who came over. Betty Davis deigned to sit and chat to Parky as though he were an old friend. There's a wonderful programme on the iPlayer called uh, Parky at 50, where he explores just how he was able to succeed and he goes back and has a chat about some of his most memorable encounters, including four rounds with Muhammad Ali, who he called the most beautiful man he'd ever seen. And And I think it was the first time that the British audience, at least, really saw that Muhammad Ali, as well as being a boxing superstar by then, was also a man of wit, reflection and huge intelligence. So lots to enjoy. And Michael Grade, I think, was interesting on this point. He said, I I said, what's his legacy? And he said, frankly, he was a champion of talent and it's an archive of the greatest cultural talent of the late 20th century. So thank you, Parky, for giving us so many memories. And you can enjoy them again on the iPlayer, Parky at 50. And to round off this week, we have the film of the week, which is She Said, uh, currently available to watch on now. It is the true story of how two New York Times journalists, played by Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Carzan, exposed uh, Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein's history of sexual abuse. So it's a harrowing watch, but a really important one and it's really beautifully done it's um, in no way gratuitous which I think was something that I was a bit nervous about before watching Mm -hmm. the film was that I really wanted them to be able to explore the story in a really interesting and gripping way without having to uh, rehash or reshow any kind of scenes of sexual assault which they do really poignantly and really beautifully 
Now, that is all from us this week. Um, I am off on a well-deserved holiday uh, for three weeks and stepping in to my shoes is David Brown, our deputy previews editor. He will be giving you your recommendations. He is the person who I read the reviews of first and foremost every week. He will be an absolute joy to listen to. I hope you enjoy listening to his reviews as much as I enjoy reading them. So, until three weeks' time and only a week for Caroline... Happy Happy viewing. viewing!